Hey guys, my guest tonight on California Haunts Radio is medium Nancy Matz, who's going to be doing some free psychic readings for our audience, and also talking about understanding depression. I'll be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Okay, let's try this again. Hopefully, Nancy comes back in. Uh, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal issue, we can get to you. It may take us a couple days, but uh, we will definitely get to you. And uh, in the event that we can't get you right away, uh, our psychics, uh, well, one of our psychic mediums will call you and talk to you about what may or may not be going on. And they will, um, excuse me, and they will. Uh, kind of settle things down until we can get out there. Okay, anyway, uh, today uh, we're going to have a real interesting subject in that what I started out talking about earlier today, and I'm just going to kind of continue with that. There she goes. She's coming in now. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead with my spiel. So I'm going to count to three and go ahead with the spiel I started out with in the first place. Okay, uh, we talked about being 45 strong and all that good stuff. Um, as a newspaper reporter, I had two separate situations where I was in contact with people that may have tried to commit suicide or had committed suicide and passed away. And uh, working at the Woodland Papers, where I had a lot of contact with that. And if, and remember, Nancy and I aren't doctors in any way, shape, or form. But we, you know, we've been around people enough to read people, enough to see things. And for today's show, which is, you know, um, doing some readings and then understanding depression in others, you know, this is what we want to talk about. And this being the time of year that it is, you hear, you know, you tend to hear more about depression for people because they're home alone. It's the holidays. Maybe, maybe, maybe they've had family members pass away. And, you know, it just gets depressing. I know my first year without my mother, I had a lot of support from my friends. And so that helped a great deal, you know, with that, not to not fall into that depression. Now, the year, what was it last year, the year before? It goes so fast. I think it was last year or the year before when I lost the dog. You know, I lost the two dogs that year. I lost my brother. I lost my cousin. I lost my uncle. Christmas hit, and I was pretty. I was pretty depressed. I can say that. But I was able to, you know, again with my friends that they helped me a lot with that. But as a newspaper reporter, I, I would see this all the time. Plus, it's not only the holidays that that, that, that can cause severity, that can cause depression. It's the shortened days. You know, for the states that are on on the shorter days. That means you have to, you're spending more time in your house because it's dark outside. It's not like summer when you're out, you know, doing stuff and you're out and about. So that causes issues with people too, as well as even like if you live up in the northern areas, Alaska, you know, and it's, it's constant twilight out there, you know, um, midnight sun, right? So a lot of people end up buying or end up purchasing like uh, heat lamps, sun lamps, to make up for it being dark, you know, the darkness. So. Um, yeah. Anyway, I want to bring Nancy in. Hopefully, she's got audio. <laughs> Remind me not to push that button again. So here we go. 
is this when we put a piece of tape on? <laughs> Look at my head. I was fussing with this also. I was calling my husband. Can you hear me okay, I guess? Yeah, it's the gremlins. It's the gremlins. I went through two I days, Friday and Sunday. Oh, oh my God. It was just horrendous. <laughs> just horrendous. I had nothing I but really... I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm just going to erase the other show. I went. So I was all ready. And I clicked that link and it said, no, you're blocked. And I did send you a pitch, uh, the link so you could see. Well, the funny was. thing was, was that when I clicked on you, the intention was to boot you out so that you could reset your stuff. <laughs> and so I saw the red thing pop up and I thought, oh, that's just the warning for that you're about to boot somebody out. And I realized what happened and I thought, oh, my God, what do I do now? And now oh there's an easier way. Now I know an easier way to bring you back in, too, because I actually got online to figure out these records. I'm so sorry, everybody. Hopefully the rest of the weekend is like Oh, thank like God. This. It you was me and not someone from another country. Oh, my God, yes. And I actually came out of the intro right today and for once, too, and then this went down. So hopefully you guys can find us. I don't see the people that were in earlier, but, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this depression thing anyway, so we might as well just roll with that <laughs> at this point. Well, uh, about depression. people don't realize that people that are in this business, I do sessions, and then I like listening on a headset. And then I uh, had this cat here chewed one of my best headsets so I've replaced it and I was doing this and I did a session and I changed back and forth and sometimes I don't know which headset is for which activity <laughs> yeah, and then if you do that Skype has one connection right. the uh, the computer has a connection and StreamYard has a connection of course. yeah but sometimes you're doing kind of like the jig um, I did want to bring up the seasonal um, right just real TikTok because TikTok has a separate headset than this does. That's why if you guys watch me on Sundays, I don't use this headset because I have to talk to I'm doing I'm live on TikTok. So I don't use this headset at all, so I got the TikTok headset on. So I mean it's crazy. It's just crazy. So I apologize on people, I'm so sorry. It shit happens and <laughs> lately it's been happening more than it should. If I if I was like, worried about staying awake for the next hour and hour and a half, then I good, no? <laughs> and I want to tell you that uh uh, I did have cataract surgery, um, uh, and I'm a lot better now, probably within a few days. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how long it takes to adjust, but these glasses are absolutely driving me crazy, the reflection. I've asked, and evidently there's not too many glasses. I'm going to have to figure out some way to arrange my room. It's like when we talk, people want to see the rise and be able to have I'm that interaction. Here's my question, because are you running a separate spotlight? We'll discuss this real quick. You know, it's the same as I've always had, and there's lights in the ceiling and a couple over here. I I don't know which one. To, I think it's the lights on the ceiling, but then if I have the one on in the front mm. here, it seems to be a constant reflection. Uh, I was say, maybe, you should put a, maybe you should put a scrim on there. To, a what? You know, like, what they'll do in studios when you have that problem is they'll take a piece of, of sheet and put it over the light fixture to uh, dim the light to, to, so that it's not as um, brilliant. I think it's reflection from the screen. The computer, I do see your screen. So, and, yeah, that's right. That's and the computer I have, the monitor I have, has that. Um, right. I bought it with some kind of something around it. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I was reading about Iceland and the earth, and an earthquake led to a volcano, and the volcano's about ready to erupt. What's unfortunate is that they don't have daytime either. Can you imagine living under the stress of a volcano going off? I can appreciate right. that, let alone. Uh, in parts of, well, it's above Alaska. I'm not sure if they have 30 days of, of dark, but uh, 
it's pretty pretty difficult when it gets dark at 4:30. But that's right. not what I'm going to talk about tonight. I was I was <laughs> I got typing this afternoon. Char asked we talked about it. And I said I'd love to go on and do readings tonight, you know. But I know that we're kind of slow getting people interested in watching me do readings. Uh, we don't have anybody tonight, so I'm glad <laughs> I typed up. <laughs> but I want to talk about things that are currently going on with the readings I'm doing. And I talked to Shar. I had a couple of clients that uh, this past week that as I was talking to them, they seemed to have a lot of people in their world that had a lot of depression. But that's not uncommon. I'm actually kind of surprised. I get um, midlife ladies, uh, 40, 50, 60 years old, who have wanted to change careers. Uh, they don't know where to go. What am I going to be good at? Should I be, you know, one lady the other day called me, and she's into numerology, and she's had a terrible time working her career. Uh, mm -hmm. She's very sensitive to, this is very interesting, she's sensitive to fluorescent lighting, the vibrations of people. She's a super uh, intuitive. She, she pulls in everything. Um, it's it just terrible. So, of course, the job she has is she's um, talking mm -hmm. to the public and service. So people are calling in pg and &E, I hate you guys. And she's just being. So we were talking and she's thinking about doing numerology. I'm like, oh, my God, please get into it. You know, then you have the dynamics of people who are stayed home right. work. And right, that, right. of course, comes from, yeah, everything you mentioned. So I <laughs> typed about three hours today. And then I realized Maybe you don't want to hear about that. And so I cut out so much. I started over again because the topic is so big. Even yes. children have depression. There's children six, seven years old that people call me about the child's depressed. Really? How can that possibly be? Well, are they watching too much TV, everybody? You know, how, how the influences are hitting us now. When I was growing well, up, I didn't have a TV until I was 12. To know, I was on a Mickey Mouse and we watched. Pardon me? Well, there's three people watching, so this is a good sign so far that I can see. <laughs> <laughs> There's three people. That's it. I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry, everybody. Oh, real quick too. I, before I forget, because I did this the last time. Pamela Nishikawa, thank you so much for the donation. I really appreciate it. She donated through pledge on Meetup. Yeah. So that's the first Meetup pledge. So cool. Um, All right. I would take my glasses off, everybody, but I'm getting over cataract surgery. Um, had two lenses, new lenses put in. My yeah. eyes have not adjusted, so I'm going to have to read the screen with the glasses. I really apologize until it calms down. I also had glaucoma treatment. There, where they burn the. It's kind of funny, you know. It looks like one of my one of my TikTok, at, you know, uh, filters that I use to make my eyes glow and stuff. So it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I said we have too much fun. I like I said, I want to address some things, and I got well in the I want to go back into it. And um, what is first thing? When you think of, um, what, why is your first thought is always a negative thought if you think about your past? Like, let's go down memory lane. Why don't you talk about something in your past? And 90% of us will always pull up a negative thought. We're programmed to be negative. And I think, well, why is that? Well, in the days of the primitive cave-dwelling days, when we leave our cave, we were always going to worry if someone's going to get us. Uh, right. And I had, a, I had a flash one day of, myself as a child being in reeds, you know, like along a river. And also I look up and a big cat is coming down on top of me. And I went, well, that was a short life. <laughs> and I think I was more than five. And, and of course that would stay with us. And when we're born, this is crazy. There's a, a, a fear that is inbred into us and it's a fear of falling. 
And so a newborn, if you just even jostle it just a little bit, the arms go up and they're frightful. And that is our first uh, known consciousness of fear. And that stays with us off and on in different ways because we're programmed to fear for survival. And nowadays we have other things that come into our lives. I got way on a tangent and I said, um, okay, so the dialogue of how to acknowledge and be sensitive to others is what we'll be talking about tonight. Today, a morning show, and I started out with this. Today, a morning show, I heard an author talking about a book he has written called The Little Liar. He covers four decades over the consecration camps of World War II. At the end of each day, as he was told, prisoners would sit in a circle and tell each other something good that happened that day. Uh, and if they could volunteer, then people didn't have something, then they would listen to somebody else. Like one would hear a bird sing. Someone took a walk, and it felt good. Uh, or mm -hmm. someone said hello to somebody, and someone didn't die. Sometimes sometimes that gratitude, and I tell people, please gra have gratitude every day if possible. Even I forget. But I'm always grateful when I wake up in the morning. I'll never forget my mother. I call her up one day. She says, today's going to be a good day. I go, Really, Mom? Why? She says, well, I woke up. <laughs> Can't get better than that, right? And it was such minor little conversation with these prisoners that it helped them keep hope alive. Without hope, perseverance to work through issues, we would have failure to thrive, waste away, and surrender to death. And that applies to most everything we're going to be talking about. Because right. if, if our hope diminishes, if our quest for purpose, if our quest for projects, uh, our quest for friendship, if that diminishes and we stay at home, and I see home a lot, uh, mm -hmm. but I have this to be able to intermit. Shar and I talk to once or twice a day, most days. Yeah. That is friendship. And a lot of people don't have that. And I think that hurts us. Um, in decades it, past. And it's like I said real quick. Earlier, you know, if you do, if if you don't have that and you're home alone, it's tough because you just want to sit there and watch and watch the TV or do whatever, and, you, and then you lose the enthusiasm to go out and visit people and whatnot. And and, and, and internet is one way that has really helped us a lot. For those who want yeah. to engage with us or anybody else, we need that interaction. And mm -hmm. I personally love this. Uh, I worked just a few minutes. We have plenty of time. <laughs> Shar and I actually started on the internet in seven oh seven or oh eight. Yeah, and we've been we doing the blog forever. talk radio for four, five, six years. I don't remember. Do and uh, we entered uh, exchange with other shows. We were guests with other uh, hosts. It was way a lot of fun. Um, I can't even remember when we started. Um, you started this channel oh, quite a few years back. Um, I also. Uh, you know what, around 2011, 12. And so I have other shows on my website and on my own channel that people can go visit, uh, people from around the world. Um, a lot of them I didn't put up, but most of them I did. So you'd have fun, Nancy, Matt, Psychic. So we can visit that. But Shar mm -hmm. and I have learned that communication is, is really vital, and a lot of people don't have that in their life. Um, in decades past, for instance, 9-11 Americans' engagement in Afghanistan, we riled up, we joined together, and we fought to bring stability back into our lives so that we could get back on track to better our lives. And, and at times with conflict overseas, and I just put 
10 pages of stuff, let alone all the world conflicts from the Korean War, Vietnam War, Bay of Pigs, Persian War, Gulf, invasion of Afghanistan, invasion of Iraq, list goes on and on. It's amazing. I was absolutely stunned. Uh, if you want to know where I got my list, Google timeline of United States military operations to get a bigger list. Unbelievable. And I wonder if maybe uh, the loss of a military personnel has affected nearly almost every family in America. Uh, when I got married to my first husband, uh, he was a college student and he um, didn't put in a uh, go to the board and say, listen, I'm a college student and I'm doing this and that. He didn't do that. I was eight months pregnant, two years into our marriage when he finally went down and said, maybe I don't want to be drafted. The draft was mm -hmm. a very demoralizing, very scary um, thing that we all went through at the time. So it affected us personally in those years. Um, so the loss of the military, you're always hearing about some families lost a family member, a child. Just recently, right. um, there was a group of people trying to get out of the country. I can't remember what one. And there was a bunch of brand new service people, and they were at, huddled around a gate to get onto a plane, and they all blew up. And the one little lady, she had a picture taken a day before. I love my job. And here she was, a beautiful young woman with a whole career ahead of her. And she died. Just It was just terrible. I don't want to go into the conflict that we're going through now. Right, right. But I found over time talking about things like this that it brings down our resistance. It brings down the energy. Now, when you're 20, 30, 40 years old, you're getting into it. And the young men and women want to go to service. They want to, yay, yay. The parents are grieving from the conflicts they suffered before. Mm -hmm. And that, what I wanted to point out was this is accumulative. How many times have I talked to you people about being depressed in your home or you're under conflict with someone in the family or money issues, whatever your depression, if you battle in every room or you grieve in every room, the walls will collect this. And at times it looks like leopard spots to me or Leopard spots, that's a good, mm -hmm. as good analogy as I can. And it accumulates on the walls. Can you imagine the depression that people, I'm trying to get to a point and then I'm going to go on, <laughs> trying to get to a place where this pushes us down. And what keeps us going is the hope of betterment, the hope of the future, the hope of grandchildren and grandchildren. Because perseverance and wanting to survive is our number one, number one goal, except when it overtakes us. And I want mm -hmm. to come to a place where we want to do this. Um, and during each conflict that was necessary to pursue peace and diminish the threat of world conflict and domination, you'd also be surprised at the number of people that ask me, what's going to happen? We're going to have third world war. Is it going to be bombs everywhere? Um, no, I don't see that. Uh, I've had, I have a, a couple people I trust and they talk to me about this and I said, I can't see it. If it gets bigger, it's going to get smaller. I know other countries are going to come in and they're going to come and surround this conflict. And they're going to say, you go ahead. Let's try it. We're going to put a wall up against all these countries. And you're going to be looking down the up at the nozzle of all our war weapons if you don't stop. Something's going to kind of do that. I have grandchildren that uh, are teenagers. And one of them, I saw uh, a celebration. And she was at her 110th birthday. And she's only a teenager now. One of the granddaughters is going to marry Redhead. And she's not even in high school. She'll be in college. So I couldn't see that if we were all destroyed. Couldn't I couldn't get that. So I think that we're going to be on the brink of more disasters. I do see some um, 
we didn't do a prediction show tonight. Um, I just want to tell you that I don't see that. Now, it doesn't matter what I say. Only God knows everything. Mm -hmm. World conflict will happen. Oceans will rumble and jumble like March 11th, uh, to March of 2011. Terrible thing happened. I, I can't stop that. Um, but all that weighs on us. So I want to keep going. I want to talk about this. Uh, let us interject the invention of computer, cell phone, texting, FaceTime, uh, tens of thousands, tens of TV stations broadcasting every action. Disaster from wars or earthquakes, tsunamis such as December 2005 that killed 250,000 people. March 11th, March 2011, Japanese earthquake. We grieve for people and their turmoil, pushing us down, pushing us down. Exposure to these events has multiplied exponentially since the 1990s, and then we had COVID. So I get a lot of calls from people during that time frame who, I, I just remember this one, I think it was a young man, not a woman, and he, um, he trusted me enough to, to admit to me that he felt like killing himself. <sighs> Excuse me while I take a breath. Oh, it was awful. It was awful because I, I'm always amazed at what people want to entrust in me. Mm -hmm. I'm just a, a person that's got bazillion hours. <laughs> when I was a supervisor in Pacific Belt, we had so many hours of training. I remember thinking, I'm an engineer supervisor. These things won't happen to me. This won't happen. Well, the universe knew where I was going. And it did help to calm people down. And in the mm -hmm. midst of screaming and, and yelling, I lowered my voice. And I admit, it, it, it invisibly held his hand. I put my energy around him and calmed him down. And there is such a process. Um, people call it hypnosis. People call it my energy force. And I said, things will get better. Let me talk to you about this. And he all of a sudden, if I just lower my voice just a little bit, he went, okay. And he sat back. It was like I'm sitting up, so I'm, I'm even in the screen here. And he sat up. I could feel him because I sat down. I could feel him come to attention oh this lady's going to help me talk through this and the I've thing never is, on my the thing is with you is you're easy you are easy to talk to and you have a call like you say you have a calming demeanor about you and that's yeah. why people want to spill their guts <laughs> <laughs> they want to share to get inside that, <laughs> that happy bubble a happy bubble um we, I was talking to a gal, and Char, if it was you, I can't remember. I apologize. I, so I feel like people who do what I do, you are best at it if you've also suffered. Yes. And when I list the things that I've been through, and Char and I have laughed over kissing the Blarney Stone, I have looked at death three or four times. I mean, really close. <laughs> really close. Like three hours from a fatal heart attack because I had no potassium on body. And so a car accident where a car coming toward me flipped over and landed on us. I mean, really close, let alone cancer, stage three plus. You know, I've really been close, close, close. And I think. I've had a, yeah, I've had a few myself. And also when you talk about the red brick of God, because you, you like to talk about that. Um, the, the red I, brick I seem to get God. Yeah, I, I seem to get hit with it like monthly. <laughs> The monthly slam, yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember this uh, this young man, and I remember talking to him slowly and keeping my voice at a place where he would pay attention. 
And in the moments of that, I stress too. I'm just a human being. I'm, I'm a mom, a grandma, and I hate to admit sometimes. I won't. Do I mention I'm a great-grandmother? <laughs> the love never ends when you realize that. So I have a lot of love for people and the depression. After my cancer, I got divorced. I changed my career. Trying to find a reason why bad things happen to good people. And then mm -hmm. that would be depression. Depression pushed me to find hope in my life. And that's sometimes what we have to talk about. I can't remember what I talked to this young man, but sometimes recreating ourselves. Look at Char. She's recreated herself 10 times. God bless her. Char, Sunny, and Cher, she's recreated herself. I just loved every stage she's been through. <laughs> <laughs> and and so COVID, it unfortunately, took away the possibility of our attaining hope and purpose because it made us have to huddle in, huddle in. And, and it was over and over. I've had COVID three or four times now. And um, it just, I got COVID, it was sick for three and a half months, March of mm -hmm. 2020. And before we were really, uh, actually it was March 7th. So we were yeah. only a little more than a month in. And here I lived on a mountain up there in Wairika area, California. We didn't even know Wairika. Who has COVID up here? Well, it was all the people trans driving from California up to Oregon and back again. So we did get a lot of um, transitory kinds of tr people in transit. And I probably went to a grocery store and three summoned germs in. Um, <laughs> so anyway, no wonder. We have depression. We're always fighting it, but we do. I want to talk about this. Uh, so we accumulate from watching TV, listening to the radio, lossy, and my friends, the clients call me up and they go, are we having a war? What about this politician? What about that politician? I'm trying to answer the best I can. Um, oh. I stay away from some of the politics on TV. I, I, you know, I will vote my heart. And that's all I can do. I get all fired up. A couple of clients, and Char is one of them. We will talk politics. <laughs> we accumulate drama and trauma in our life. And I've used the word woundology as catch-all for all these events. When we have this stuff happen to us, we will have these events, and we'll go through it, and we'll be glad we live through it or injured. I got injured in that car accident I mentioned to you earlier. And we recapture our life and we go on. But invisibly, somewhere, we capture that event. And another mm -hmm. notch is put on our stick of life that says, oops, watch out, watch out. So when I'm on the freeway and people are going 65 to 70 on the freeway, people passing 85 to 90, you don't think I don't go, <laughs> don't those people know what car accidents can do to you? My father was killed in a car accident. A drunk driver hit him straight on. So, you know, it does happen. And it happened when my father, when there was two cars on the road in <laughs> 1955. Well, 10 cars, you know, they weren't that busy. Um, uh -huh. These events, wounds, can be forgotten, packed away deep in our memories. But what's curious and interesting, and I have no answer, but our bodies don't forget. We have muscle memory. We react. So even when... We're still in the process of wanting hope, new projects, new direction for our lives to keep our momentum up, to bring us to a place we want to continue because the right to survival is supposed to be paramount. Except when something on TV happens or you hear about something and your body reacts 
and then we go into a high stress mode automatically. Your blood pressure goes up because in the past you watched the show or you experienced something and it pulls you down again. And that's why we have depression because we can't get over what's happened in the past and the triggers right. that we see coming to us from TV, from the radios. Um, oh my gosh, any kind of Facebook, right. uh, you know, our phones all the time. I really don't like using my phone. You know, I've had some eye problems. Everybody knows that. So I'm hoping maybe to fix it. But it was phone was too small. And every time I'm accidentally going to the wrong button, all of a sudden a news feed comes up and the blast of the war and the blast of this and that. I can see why we get stuck on our phones. And how many mm -hmm. people said to me, why, what took the family out to dinner? But everybody but me was on the phone watching the news clip go through. So Facebook also has all that bombarding us all the time. And so our resistance is getting whittled away. Now, Shar brought up an interesting point, too. Yes, summertime, I get a lot more done because I can work until 8 or 9 o'clock at night. And I'm, mm -hmm. I love being physically busy. I, and I've had some illnesses lately. i got a cat over here. Um, so that has interfered. So I'm still in the process of doing this and that, getting, you know, how it is. We get sick and anyway. So, um, yeah. but wintertime comes, we have the darkness. When you have darkness, we have clutching in. When you clutch in, your mind goes thinking about the things from the past. Do you bring up a trip to the ocean? Do you bring up a romantic night with your partner? No, you bring up your boss ripped your ass out about five years ago and you're still playing over your mind hello <laughs> get over it right but what happens with those incidences or our argument with a friend is that you've not resolved why it happened what did i do wrong i have this wonderful woman she's bright oh my gosh my gosh and she um they work remotely they're so remote they're not all in the same states and something happened like three two years ago and it wasn't, it was a misunderstanding because somebody, her boss, a man, had problems with his family and there was money issues and he got mad at her and he wrote her up. And it was not her. He was asked to leave the company. Oh my gosh, right? That letter reprimanding her is still in her file. She just wrote me and said, oh, Nancy, thank you, thank you. Well, I didn't do anything but tell her what was going to happen. She says that person left. This person has also left the woman who betrayed her. They took the letter out. Now, now she has new hope because the weight of an incident that she had no control over was weighed on her. Then I said to her, I wonder why that happened. What were you experiencing or were you the instrument for somebody else? Clearly she was. No one wants to hear that from me. Oh, no. You want me to tell you something different. Yes, those people did leave. It did happen. Thank you very much. And so... What I saw is through turbulence and the frightfulness of losing her job and all this negative, her perseverance to survive got stronger. She didn't leave the company. Excuse me. Blank, blank, blank them. Filters. <laughs> filters, filters. <laughs> so what I also saw was that she revved up inside. She says, they will not get the best of me. I'm staying because I was good. I'm good at my job. I've created a package for training down here. I mean, she's brilliant. I love her. It paid off because she saw justice happen. How strong is your perseverance when you have a bombardment 
of everything that's on TV, your cell phone, your iPad, your iPod, whatever you watch all the time. I, I, uh, I've talked to a couple friends and someone said, you know how we used to talk about politics all the time? I go, yeah, yeah. She says, I've turned it off. I can't stand it anymore. My vote is this big. And I will step up this big and do my share. That's all we can do. Listening to all this sometimes is just very difficult. Um, yes, I could go down the county uh, county uh, courthouse and I could grab mm -hmm. it. But that's for the younger people at my age. <laughs> I don't know. Today I can't do it, right? Let alone drive. Um, so I want to talk about exhaustion of our inter interest in proceeding forward, the bellowing of things that are constantly negative, the accumulation of the negative hitting your body, and you having to beat through that to create new beginnings. I call it gearing up to a new direction. It's like how many times have you geared up to go to work when someone has put you down? How many times have you geared up for a new job? How many times have you geared up to um, forgive somebody when they said something they shouldn't have to you? How many times have you geared up and said, this is my spouse, for better or for worse, we are still a good couple, though he hurt me today, emotionally hurt me, said something wrong. Vice versa, the husband could say that to me also. Why didn't she get, I'm trying the best I can? That's because the world has push down on us and it's hard to keep going the problem is is if it keeps going then your will to live to find new projects to keep communication over um, to find your new purposes because we change purpose a lot um, when I uh, wanted was in high school our purpose was to go to college uh, my husband to be was a college student and then unbeknownst to me that behind the scenes my husband was going through something with his family saying they want him to be an engineer. He wanted biology. And he proposed to me. And so first day after two-year college, we five Catholic couples all got married, took all the Catholic churches in the community. And then he said to me, I want to change my career. I was fine with that because we were married. It was fun. But it was very difficult. So he changed into biology and, and created a wonderful path for himself. It was very difficult. But... But we do that to escape the pressure that's down on us so we can't progress in life. And when, as soon as we see we can recreate a new situation for ourselves, a new path, a new project um, to better ourselves, then our energy lifts up and we say, life, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forge more. And so when we have depression and people were looking at suicide, they can't get out of that corner that something put them in. So I mm -hmm. want to go, I'm going to address some of that, but I want to share with you that I can only take the tip of the iceberg. Uh, the yeah, and, we are, and we are not doctors in any way, shape or form. Right, but I'm so, trying, I think I'm wording it in such a way that, you know, I'm not, even though right. I talk to a lot of people, I try real hard. Um, so two clients this past week had these situations that I'll address, and then I wanted to talk about how to pull us out a little bit. Um, one lady had lots of family members and two, a couple people at work. Uh, she had a younger sister, and I'll start with her. The younger sister wasn't, we could not, she could not get hold of this younger sister. And she has an older brother, and the younger sister was excluding her 
and her brother from her life. It's like no matter what they could do to try to reach her, she wouldn't answer the phone. And so the sister felt not abandoned or neglected, but depressed because she was worried for her. Um, when I, I can't give you names, I'm not going to give you locations. If she's watching, I kind of tweaked it a little bit so no one would know if they know you. So uh, depression, uh, first thing I picked up was depression. Um, that happens a lot, not always anger. If you can't get hold of a family member, you go, oh, man. Sometimes we have to address the idea that we don't need our relatives to have a life. Just because we're a family doesn't mean we're, we're um, in a way we could share lives. Uh -huh. uh, I have two sisters, and our lives are so different. Different. We're not alike at all. Does that mean I call them every day? Absolutely not. We do our lives, and we catch up once in a while, and that's it. Anyway, this one younger sister, the two older siblings are worried, and I picked up depression and health issues. Um, and, and at the same time, I did pick up a drug situation. Um, she's not connecting family. She is hiding her actions. This comes on the heels of continual failures. So what happened was this one young woman, as a family, she was telling me, she explained what I said was this woman has had too many startovers. And now she has a health issue where she has to take drugs. Well, let me tell you, there's a whole show that Shar has been talking about um, health issues with medicine. And California, many other states are moving their pa patients to take Tylenol versus anything stronger. And this is one of those situations. Um, and this girl will avoid talking to the family. So family members will not ask what is going on. Rather, she seeks that drug outside of the medical society mm -hmm. or goes into illegal drugs um, or goes to Oregon and buys marijuana or something. This woman, and I can't tell you what it is, but it was a situation where she would need an opiate of some sort. That is causing that young woman not to want to deal with family. And Char and Karen have talked about this. If you push and try to get into someone's life when they're not ready, Either you blow up and ruin it forever, or that relative will turn around and say, I can't deal with this anymore. I want you to take care of it for me. Meaning that if she can't take care of what's going on with her, she will say, now you step in since you're so interested in not my getting my drugs. And it was drugs. Um, you help me. Evidently, I can't remember because I... <laughs> I can't remember everybody's situation, so I write this down before I forget it. Evidently, there was other things going on. And this woman was going through another life failure, in addition to not getting the drugs. Caution, caution, unless you're asked, you cannot push to get in someone's life. If my sister had called me and says, I'm having trouble with this, can you help? I would then. But I'm not going to call her and say, by the way, I understand you have problems. Can I help? Oh, yeah. Will you help me? Yeah. Would you do this? I need $39,000 for a new home. Down payment. I can't do that. But they will make you responsible for that. You be careful what you, what you want to know about relatives. Uh, this was very depressing for her. And the only thing I could say is we all ask, just be careful with it. Not to hurt your feelings. We ask for a life. When I first started this, I had no idea about, um, be careful with this, 
survival is obvious to me because I've been seeing dead people for a long time. Uh, in the Catholic uh, arena, we're not supposed to see ghosts, right? And I was always wondering how come I could. But after getting into this, I then had clients that were talking to me about their grandchildren saying, by the way, remember that show on TV, you know, say that show on TV when I was a daddy and you were the mom, the child over and over. I would say once a month, someone is talking to me about past life. And I also spontaneously will pick up a past life for somebody. And it fits exactly what their life is about, which is crazy. Just one of these girls, I just talked about the child, a past life, a renewal. It just makes my head twirl around sometimes. But that also is uh, why we're here is because we choose a life to have experiences. And sometimes these terrible experiences have to be worked out by the individual. We cannot fix things for people unless they ask and we can give input for you to fix it. They learn nothing. And that's really hard to hear, especially if you have a child that's on drugs and alcohol. You get them in a facility, you get them help. But unless they tell you, how would you know? It's really hard. I've had a lot of clients with children who kill themselves. And I that's almost um, beyond my training. You know, there's some things I, I have a difficult time dealing with. Um, you know, I have to send people sometimes to, and I said this the other day to a gal, I said, you need counseling. And I, I flatly told her, so if you're listening tonight, honey, I still love you, but there's some things I'm not equipped to talk to someone every day. That's really difficult. Um, in addition to that, she was having health, husband and money issues. Opiate drugs were being strongly regulated and possibly that's why it was removed. Um, I did like this woman's brother. He had fallen off a ladder and broke his arm um, and had just uh, had just retired. When I wrote his name down, I went, oh, I like this guy. He, he gave me a, such a good feeling. And she says, well, he, he's home now from being in the, you know, broke his arms in the hospital. And what I picked up was a chuckle of in the hospital. He didn't flirt with the ladies or the nurses, but they flirted with him. He just had a great time. <laughs> he just pampered and taken care of. Do we have anybody in chat room you're looking over at that? No one no one's calling for answer questions? No, no. Oh hi kids. I see you in the class in the chat room. Um so and then she gave me uh, uh, not very positive comments about the mother and that a daughter was living there who had a child. And he does show me the love of the child. But his mindset had changed. Can you imagine retiring and you put a ladder to the roof to do something and you get all the way up there and you fall off? Shardin, what, what do we call these moments? Red brick of God to wake us yes. up. Because when I went to him, he was just, he had a new lease on life. It's like he, he had to retire. Now he has to go home. Now he has a, a wife that, pushes on him a lot and he has a daughter that's in trouble but he has a grandchild so it looked kind of bleak for him after that near-death experience this man is riled up and i said oh my gosh if he if you tell me months from now that his wife has turned it around or he's no longer there or she isn't or he's got back to work or something he's changed his life and she went wow and it's on tape I mean, she will remember that. Uh, so his energy was just glowing because he had new hope because he lived through something. And sometimes that wake up call is what we need. 
the workers, I do want to talk about this. This is a little different. This is what we call invisible woundology. And uh, depression of um, being confined at home after retirement, that's a new level of depression. What if, excuse me, but men go through more than women. A lot of men identify themselves by their career paths. And when they retire, unfortunately, unless they have a job or big hobbies to do, I, a lot of men will call me, the wives will call me and say, oh, my God, I can't stand this man anymore. He just taken over <laughs> to have a class. She says, um, is there any way I can get out of the house? Or can you tell me something to get him out of the house? He's driving me insane. He's watching me clean the kitchen. He's watching me cook all the time. He's giving me tips on what I'm doing wrong around the house. And I've been doing it for 40 some years. And I go, oh, my gosh, you know, what can I do for him? Right. He's not talking to me. She is. So I have to give her help. So anyway, that's what that man was about. And then she talked about the workers. She'd been on this job like three years. And it's a job of her dreams. Right. And there's a uh, there's two men. The first one, um, he's a hot and cold personality. <laughs> and he's loud and bossy all the time. Now, reverse that. This is indicative of his wounds of his youth. A lot of times when we are uh, damaged as youth, uh, teenagers, even younger, we will stop emotionally progressing through life. How many of you, now we're talking about men at the moment, how many women have said to me, I'm raising four children. I have three I gave birth to and the other one is in the front room in front of the TV. That is true, women, absolutely. How many women have you known who dress like teenagers still? Who are always trying to please the boss, rubbing up against people or flirting. What is that about? And that's because emotionally stunted by uh, issues in their childhood or teenage years. And I've seen that a lot. And it's just an invisible wound that they were never able to satisfy. They never got the validation. They never got the pat on the back for working hard at something. Uh, daddy's little girl never had the daddy to uh, be validated. You see this all the time. And this is a form of depression because these uh, people as adults can't seem to work through or get the level of satisfaction to be able to step forward and leave that level of moonology. So a lot of times, uh, not a lot of times, sometimes I'll have to tell the people who are the victims of these people and say to them, as I did this lady, I said, um, now reverse what you're seeing him doing. Yes, you, wounds of his youth is being dismissed and not respected. He wants to show his power so not to be dismissed and not, um, and not have a predictable personality. So mm -hmm. in some ways, his being bossy and overbearing, someone needs to say to him, I really can do the job. I'm glad you appreciate that I can do the job, but mm -hmm. I don't need to have you watch what I'm doing because I will not fail you. They're so okay. afraid of being told, well, you're a supervisor of this person, but they don't do a good job. It's your fault. The buck stops there. And I was surprised. I know what that feels like. Uh, hot and cold personality is um, no learning of controls. And mm -hmm. so someone who is uh, loud and bossy, uh, the quiet one moment and yelling at the next moment, that's very difficult because you never know 
at what point you've done something or will say something, make them explode. And that is a 14-year-old personality of a boy. Absolutely. The second one appears to be the rock of a personality, very st stable. And he said that he can't believe he got his job and his dreams. Yet he appears to be st stuck up and a kiss up. These are also insecure markers. Instead of being stuck up because he's so good, he may be overcompensated for the fear of missing something. So somebody who says, I don't want you to talk to me, I'm going to put my head down. It appears that they're loyal to the job and they want to do a good job, but they're doing is mm -hmm. overdoing. Have you heard of the umbrella supervisor? They watch every little move everybody makes. They're so afraid that you're going to do something that will get them in trouble. They have no trust on what you do. Somehow you may have to say you're the greatest boss in the whole world and I'm going to never betray you and I'm going to do a good job if you don't keep interrupting me. Say it some way that you can relate to them that you think they're a good boss, but you need a little bit more quiet time. You don't have to be told every step to make because when ultimately they're wounding you because you don't know when the next time they're going to stop you to redirect your direction. You can't finish a project. You're going over here doing something else or they won't let you fall through, which will disrupt your train of thought. It's a very, um, very common stuff I'm talking about. So hopefully you'll understand um, these are wounds from the past. And, and a lot of times these people can't recreate themselves. They can't create new trust, new direction, new purchase, purposes, because they've never fixed the wounds that they had. Sometimes just knowing that's possible, if you have compassion, sensitivity to these people, flatter them once in a while, don't kiss up, that's a big difference. Say you're a good boss, but I need a little bit more quiet time to finish this and go on. I actually told one person that was interrupted so many times that, she forgot something. It was just like all the time. I says, I want you this. It's going to take a lot of work until it's fixed. I want you to get a notepad. And every time that person asks you to do something, write it down and you time it. Mm -hmm. Time and you make them notice. That is the key. You write down, what do you want? The time? Okay, you want me to do this? Okay. Do I not finish the one project you just gave me? Or do you want me to go to this? Or do you want me to go to this? I will finish it. And then I'm going to return to that. And you write a lot and you tell them that. That's how you stop the process. You're showing them that you're doing the best you can. You don't want this to creep back into your your um, yearly evaluation. Uh, <clears throat> someone who um, someone who repeats stories a lot. How many times at work have you heard someone tell a story, and then you'll hear a few hours later someone tell heard I heard that story three times. These are people who are afraid that you're not going to see them as interesting. Same as a gossip or someone who needs to tell you things and they really don't know what they're talking about. These are people that were dismissed as children. So this goes way, way back, way back. And at times these people, you'll notice, never have fun. They really don't know how to communicate. That because the wounds are usually before 10, which is very hard, very hard. I'm not going to... Uh, mention there are jobs out there and i did mention this there are jobs out there that you have to repeat yourself a stockbroker if he doesn't repeat what you want to sell then he could be in trouble be careful what job their people are talking about dementia also is a process of losing a memory and repeat stories is very common but the most i've seen is 
I want to tell you a story. Oh, do you know what I heard about somebody? That brings their level of uh, importance in your life. So a child is trying to say, mommy and daddy is not paying attention to me. I want to appear important. So they'll fall down on purpose, skin something up. They'll hide something so they'll get you to look. Or they'll bring something. They are trying to get your attention. And so that starts that tumbleweed of trying to get people's attention. And storytelling, gossip, um, things like that, you'll see. Very, very difficult because these people also cripple to a place where it's hard to gear up and start fresh all the time because they're so wounded. They usually don't. Um, if they stay in a job for a while, uh, they can change jobs because starting over is easier than trying to progress in the company because they're still mm -hmm. wounded. If you see yourself in this pattern, if you don't like what I hear, I, 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 I just acknowledge it and say, wow. So let me tell you what I am afraid of fire. My mom told me once, <laughs> I was three, my sister was two, I found some matches. I put myself in a closet with a bundle of laundry. Bonnie was on side, I was on the other. Guess what I did? I lit it. Talk about fire, fire, fear. Uh, hello. Yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely afraid of fire, and it's followed my entire life. When my father was killed, my mother said to his mother who came to tell us, what am I to do? I have no money. In 1955, women did not work. And he was an artist for Universal Studios, and he didn't have, we didn't have the big bank accounts. And as a uh, six-year-old, I walked up to her and said, don't worry, I'll take care of you. And everybody started crying. Well, I later learned that has also crippled me. That's why I work so hard. All my life, I've had more than one job, and mom, 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 because of fear of lack of money. Um, I've never put on any, I've always been self-sufficient. That's because of fear when my father died. We all have wounds that deeply cut us, and it's us to recognize that and understand it so it doesn't come and seep into our life in other ways. Um, I would like to mention, um, so this is a husband of one of the ladies. Mind is heavy. Um, she has seen him dark and moody. I felt it would that, what, that moodiness, the darkness, sometimes we carry the energy around our head. It's kind of dark to me. But when I went to him, I went into his mind and he kept his eyes down. He was, he was going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, kind of really kind of a grieving, moody feeling. And I, I asked him what it was, and I did have a sense that he was grieving somebody. And I told her, I said, it feels like he's grieving some situation. Uh, was he the one? Okay. Um, I felt it could be a job thing. And then I felt it was um, something to do with him and his, in his world, his life. And he was grieving himself. And I thought that was kind of, kind of odd. So I asked her, how old is this man? And she said, he's 69 and he wants to retire, but he can't yet. And I said, did he know of somebody recently that's caused him to grieve? And she didn't know, so she didn't give me any answer. But I, I know a lot of people that have aged. And when they got to 60 or 70 or 80, that is a big plateau. And people grieve. Now, as he turns, as she said, he was going to turn 70 in March. 
She then said, all his family is gone. They're dead. His relatives, are his mother, father, his sister. And so when you're grieving the family and you're the next one, I'm the next one for my family except my ex-husband, and you look at that as the top of the pillar. Now, it doesn't mean, I hope, I am the next one because you don't want everybody younger, anybody to pass you right. and be next. But that does mark you in some way as saying, I'm next. And for men who are working, the breadwinner, uh, the man everybody looks up to, that's a very difficult age because people see you as old. And that is a known fact. Not 65 anymore because people say, you're only as old as you, as you feel. The number mm -hmm. is uh, irrelevant nowadays, especially now. Uh, I tell people how old I am and they want to slap me. I go, it's only a number. I don't feel the age I am. I love my life. I love what I do for a living. And that passion keeps me going. Well, a lot of people, and I spoke of it earlier, you have to find the purpose of your life. You have to find fun or something that keeps you motivated. Absolutely. And we go through it every, about every five years. And I told a lady, I've read this wonderful, I read all the time. So people age on the five mark. So a baby's born at zero. So at five, they go to school. And if you look, every five years is a new change for them. So at 65, we change. At 70, we change. 75 and 80. So this man was approaching the next big marker for his life. And that was depressing him. The grieving, she was going to have to check on that because I felt like it was somebody, possibly at work, or someone that he knew that had just passed away around 70. And so he was looking at his mortality, and that's very, very difficult for people. If he had already been having a hobby, mm -hmm. wanted to paint, Tony Curtis, um, the ex-president uh, Bush, will become great artists. They're wonderful. And uh, George Bush, he, he put a book out of paintings he did of military men. And I went and bought it right away because the, the money was going to go for um, helping uh, ex-military people who are wounded or in some kind of need. And I just loved it. Um, Tony Curtis really went into the artwork passion the passion was there uh willie nelson is still singing he just i think he's winding down but willie nelson's 83 five something on stage hello everybody uh grandma moses didn't start painting until six five or 75 passion we need to find that hobby and you don't always have to look ahead of yourself you can turn around look at see what you've done in the past i'm not going to take up rollerblading i'm not going to take up horseback riding um, uh, I would like to get into walking quickly. Um, I've developed some bone stuff, so I don't know if I can run again, but I do have my treadmill. You have to find something from the past that you loved that won't hurt your body as you get older, um, that you can continue bringing the passion to be alive forward in your life. Whether you want to write your memoirs, you're a Someone's thinking about photography. I don't want. Okay, so remember, you're watching me, so you put your energy to me. Someone wants to do photography. Get that picture out of that bird or the sunset or the moons in the sky or whatever. UFO hunters. Oh, my gosh, I just bought myself um, a better camera. To, remember, I had that UFO experience here in the house that went over. Hello. Got myself a uh, char 
one of those better cameras that you can see in the dark. There you go. Oh, cool. oh yes. Oh, yes. That's very exciting. <laughs> a lady moved to Arizona, and I got on Amazon and bought her one of those UFO pins, and she was so excited. Little pin, little UFO with a little man sticking up, and it was just not scary, but that's just funny. dark thing. I should try to find it and put it on, you know? And she got so excited, but she wants to write. So she's now on her first, first, fourth big novel, and she is a bestseller. I mean, and then the little lady in Texas, if you're watching, hello, sweetie. You're just loving her life because now she's going to do romance novels. And I just love it. She's so excited. I love talking to her. She's just, we just yell into each other's phone. That passion that keeps us alive for you listening, if you're in depression, look around your life and find that one thing. Uh, so I like to watch uh, YouTube and all this. And this little lady, she's a young girl. She got a cardboard box and started tearing it up. And she created a design. And when she turned it sideways, it was the profile of a celebrity. I thought, hello, that don't cost but a nickel or dime. Uh, the glue, probably two or three dollars. But look how creative people can be, and they don't even realize it. Okay, we have somebody that would like a reading. Okay, okay. Pure oh, love ascension. Wants to know if there's any messages from her pop or from his pop. I'm sorry. His name um, is Bud. Hold on. I got my, um, what was her name? Love us. What was that? True Love Ascension is what they go by on, on the web. But it uh, says, hello, uh, you two. Any messages from my pop? His name is Bud. There is a man standing next to you, but I don't know who it is. And he looks like a bulldog to me. Uh, medium to lighter complexion, really buffed up, um, nice muscles, you know. Sometimes mm -hmm. people will show me uh, what they look like um, as they would want you to look at him. So I don't know if this man is uh, pop, if how old he was. Oh, pure love ascension, hello. Oh, his name is Bud. Oh, I love the name Bud. But he was a nice, uh, stocky built man. So I don't know who I'm looking at. Um, I know who you are, um, mm -hmm. medium to lighter complexion, nice pecs on his bo body. I do not see, like, huge amount of hair on his chest. Did I describe your bud, or is this someone else? This man is standing next to you. Yes, a tough guy. Hey! <laughs> I just, oh! <sighs> Excuse me. Oh, I love this. He just wrapped his arms around your shoulders and put his head against you. I'm going to cry here. I hope you felt that. That's cool. Uh, me. That's Excuse very me. cool. Oh, I know it. Uh, I love it. Tough guy. How <laughs> I would like to know if my dad has a message for me. Hold on. Different person. Hold on. It's Jen. Yeah, just, it's yeah Jen go, hold on. Okay. Just a minute. I'm glad I moved my paper aside. Um, pure uh, love ascension. Uh, he likes what you're doing. Um, hold on a minute. Because I got a message there. Um, be kind to yourself. He didn't say it like that, but be nice to yourself or be nicer. Okay. Uh, now, excuse me. Now, um, Ben, go on. Um, he hugging her around the shoulder and neck, everything. I just couldn't, almost lost it. Okay, Jen. Ah, uh, uh, yay, readings. Hello. I would like to know if my dad has a message for me. Uh, he's worried about 
eating or your diet. Uh, and then balance is being told to me of some sort. I would not know what that means. Um, Jen, are you watching your, your food, your diet, or lack of, or something? He says you need better balance. Jen, answer that, honey. Okay, Jerry, I do see, last time we talked, I believe I did see a mother, and I do see the man that has been in your life. The other one that shows up tonight is a taller, bigger man who has dark hair, and it's heavier like mine, dark like mine, heavier. And it's kind of like wavy, kind of going like this. Jen says she is unhealthy. Well, that's what the man wants me to talk to you about is looking at, um, I don't know what's going on with you, dear. I don't know you that well. I've, I've seen your name show up, so I can't, you know, I'm not guessing. But he says he's worried about your health, your uh, imbalance in food. I don't know what that means. Remember, I just get the message. Um, Self-doing food, alcohol. I don't know what that means, um, what that means are. Okay. Anyway, um, I love that. Thank you for asking me questions, everybody. I love doing that. Um, I, I, I love talking to spirit people, but the psychic readings is almost 90% of my work. So when I get to talk to 75% of my work, um, when I can, if a spirit person shows up in your session, I always bring them in, always. Uh -huh. Um, uh, in a friendly moment, just ask how he is doing and if he could retire, what sort of work or hobby to do uh, to make himself mentally healthy. So um, the man who was turning 70 was very grieving. And I told her, I says, give him a nice evening and then talk to him ab about his plans. What kind of things would you like to do? What fun things do you want to do? If he... Uh, I think she said something about uh, writing or reading. He reads a lot, wants to write. Um, I said writing. And then I remember her saying he, he writes poems. And I said to her, maybe you ought to try to re uh, publish some of it so he gets recognition. Uh -huh. And I think that would be something he probably wouldn't have realized or thought of doing as possible. Um, consider a person's age, 39, 49, 59, 60 time. These ages, these new decades, are oftentimes very unsettling to people. And it takes until about 39 to hit 40 when people go, well, I'm halfway through my life. Did I do and accomplish and what right. is expected of me in my life? That's a whole new level of depression that people seeing these and people don't understand. Um, a couple more questions in the chat room. Yep. 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 Marisa Where? wants to know if there's any male spirits or of coworkers around or coworkers around her. Um, I think I did answer that. Did you, Marissa, did you recognize, um, who was it that I had the dev heavy hair? Uh, is she the one about the mother last time? Yeah, that was the mother today. But, then, but, but, the, but this question is, do you see any male spirits? Or I did, I saw two. I did, okay. I saw two. Um, okay. I don't know if this is a relative or not, but I do see a lady around you. Um, uh, she, him. She looks a little bit like your mother from last time. Uh -huh. mm, I'm going to say I don't see anybody special. So if you have a co-worker that's passed away and moved closer to you in spirit, at this minute, at this second, I'm not seeing it. Sorry, sweetie. Okay. okay. And uh, Pure Love Ascension wants to know if Bud is happy 
uh, with with the looking over their oh, mother. Oh, now like now that is the message. Remember, I he said, "Be kind to yourself. Be good to yourself." Maybe she's overdoing it, taking care of mom. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's mm -hmm. seeing her sacrifice too much. Remember, pure love. I said that. Now right. we know the message. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so take it easy, sweetie. Okay. Um, taking care of ourselves is <laughs> taking care of yourself is really hard. Ask me because <laughs> I'll I'll work myself to a frazzle, and then someone say, "Did you?" I on my mirror in the bathroom, I it has I have a little sign that's really cute from a calendar. It says, "Take a, a few minutes every day just for yourself." I have to be reminded. I, <laughs> I have to remind myself to do it because I. <laughs> I'll, I'll much, and I love doing this for everybody. But sometimes uh, life just gets in the way. Uh, yeah. There, thank you, hun. Pure love ascension. When you first said a shark, couldn't it didn't register my brain what all the right. words were. Hey all guys, right. it's coming up on eight o'clock. Oh and, no. uh, yeah. So we've been on for over an no. hour. So what we can do, what we can do, what we can do. Nancy's gonna be back on Nancy's gonna be back on Friday, so we will continue this conversation. About, about 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 depression, and we'll continue this on Friday. I <laughs> I wrote a lot, and some of the best stuff was at the end here, everybody. So, continuation of Monday's uh, show. Yeah, on Friday. Come back with some, yes. Yes, we can do that. <laughs> I've got editing to do on this, obviously. <laughs> we too. So, we went up the RSS. You know, so uh, it's been well, really? but, yeah. gonna. Well, it's because of all the fumbling and going, okay, where's the button to push to bring oh, Nancy yes, back yes. in? And I, I don't want to put that on, on the RSS. I mean, it's going to stay on the video forever. Nothing I can do about that. You, but. Know, you know, even these things is teaching us how to do it better. <laughs> right? Next time. Right, we're learning. Now we're I don't learning. know. The, <laughs> now I don't know. It. Now I know to ignore the, the little red thing that comes on it that uh, I thought said, you know, said boot and not block. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we won't be doing that part. again in the near future. You know, that's what I'm telling you. I know it's almost 8 o'clock, but there are times when I have talked for a really long time. <laughs> so cut it in half maybe good. Okay. Yeah, so, I love yeah, so we're going to do that. Yeah, I have a, a couple of other things I have to do today anyway. But thank you for coming back, you guys, and finding us. And for the people that happen to cruise by after the fact, well, maybe we'll set up more, more readings on Friday because there's probably a lot of other people that want to read. Why don't we do that? So yeah. we'll add that in plus part two of the discussion. So we'll just do it that way. And uh, oh. that way it's all fair and all that good stuff. <laughs> it's the kind of day it was. And you know, I spent my day, okay? I am a huge Killing Eve fan. And again, there's a channel on Roku dedicated to it. So that Wait, was what, my what, day. What, what was Killing that Eve. Killing Eve. So instead of like, oh, you, you wrote me a note on Killing Eve. Is that yeah, instead of doing what I intended to do today, <laughs> I got into watching oh, that. So that was my whole day. So now I'm behind what, the day. What they on call stuff. that binge watching or something? Binge watching, yeah, and uh, just one after the other. <laughs> so yeah, tomorrow I have to behave and make up for it tonight and behave tomorrow. Our guest tomorrow. Oh my God, that tomorrow is going to be a good show. Um. Hopefully nothing goes wrong, Murphy's Law. Pat O'Connell is going to be with us tomorrow. And we're going to be talking UFOs and high strangeness in the state of Texas. Mm. And her story will blow your mind. I'm not going to get into it here because 
this is to surprise you guys to hear her tomorrow. But her story is going to blow you guys away. And uh, I heard her on another show. And I loved it. And so she's coming on tomorrow. It'll be 6.30 p.m. Pacific tomorrow. A big note, too, is Wednesday's show will be at 1 p.m. Pacific. Oh, Wednesday okay. show will so, be a yeah. different time. Okay. So make a note on that. I'm, I'm just telling you guys ahead of time, it's going to be at 1 p.m. Pacific. So just make a note on that. But tomorrow's show will be at 6.30 p.m. Pacific with Pat with Pat O'Connell. And it's going to be it's going to be an interesting show. If you're into UAPs and UFOs okay. and, and alien encounters and all that stuff, this is the show to watch tomorrow. Okay? I'm just going to tell you that right now. Nancy, it's always fun. We had a cluster in the beginning, but it always makes life like it actually since it's a learning process, you know. You know, as you guys know, I've been trying to tweak the show tonight. Did not show that I was tweaking the show, but okay. But I've been trying to tweak the show a little bit more because um, we do have a really good audience on the RSS podcast, and we're starting to build up everything, and, and it's like a it's like a snowball effect, and it's it's really starting to happen now. I used to like see little bits and pieces of it over the last couple of years. But this month has this last couple months has been a huge snowball of stuff. So we're done tightening up the show and um, tweaking the show and, and doing all this other stuff. And it's not only going to benefit me; it's going to benefit you guys. Just like when I start school, if if I get accepted to take that that, that uh, media class, is going to help me even do better shows because it's got a bunch of combination stuff and you know looped in. So that's going to help everything immensely too. So I want to thank everybody. Just like uh, Pam, Pamela Nishikawa for that donation, you know, I appreciate every little bit that everybody helps, no matter what it is. And and I, I just want to let you guys know, no matter how frustrated I get sometimes with the computer or, or you know, Facebook or whatever, it's not, I, I just appreciate each and every one of you that has stuck with me from the beginning of this. And, and there are a handful of you that have done it, you know, from, from the very beginning of doing this four years ago. So we're still here. Um, and yeah, it's working. Okay. Uh, and Nancy, thank you. Nancy stuck with me through hell and back and back in hell and hell and back and back in hell. And back. You know, so it's, it's, it's been And, um, I am on tonight because someone didn't come through for her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so another show and I've asked, told her, Hey, you get stuck on something. Let me be on. So hopefully, as things fall apart, I'll be able to replace somebody. So <laughs> yeah. if you want me on more, write a note to her. There we go. Yeah. You know, we're just going to, we're going to keep this thing rolling. We've got a really good show, you know, real strong show. And I just want to keep things going. And so that's the goal from here on out. You know, I'm learning how to do it. SEO stuff. So you're going to see different things in the descriptions for the show, you know, when you're reading them and, yeah, so but then again, I'll learn all that in college too. You know, once I take that class, so I'll, I'll be learning all that stuff. Um, you know, because that stuff they didn't teach me in in J school because I'm old. But anyway, I want to thank everybody, and I'm going to shut up now and let you guys go your way. We'll get give you Nancy's information, and uh, I will see you guys tomorrow, six thirty p.m. Pacific. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you thought we were hilarious. Share it with five of your enemies, okay? Give us <laughs> thumbs up, everybody. Give us thumbs up and show us some love on this one. But, uh, Nancy, thank you. And uh, we got through it. And this is one for the books, as they say. And I'll make these adjustments with RSS. And then that's it. And then I have other stuff to do. So, all right. Here we go. Let me get the information for Nancy, guys. Good to see Jen. Good to see everybody that came into the chat room. I really appreciate it. Good to see you all. 
So here we go, and we're going to do this, and where's, and where's Nancy's involved? There it is. At least that worked right, didn't it? Kind of. Hello? Oh, there we go. Websites. <laughs> NancyMats.com, all lowercase. NancyMatsAuthor.com, and the N, the M, and the A is capped. YouTube.com forward slash NancyMatsPsychic. All right, here's the books. Help, give me all this funk. Two worlds, developing your psychic skills. And you've got the unwilling sacrifice. And my squeaky chair. All right, and you can get those, of course, at Amazon. All right, guys, I will see you tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Good Bye, show everybody. tomorrow. Catch you later.